Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adenta branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God. Today, we have our sister, Seiram Abba, to share with us a very powerful testimony. So let's give it up for Seiram! Amen. Amen. As I watched the film stars, I almost lost track because I had wanted to add more. As she was holding the knife, I remember I had ever held the knife. But by the grace of God and through the advice of Bishop, I am standing here today to testify. Amen. Tomorrow Sunday will be exactly two weeks I almost got involved in an accident. After church on my way home, um, there is an estate up the hill. I think it's Edlum Estate. And the road is tarred. So I'm sure the driver coming down, he was just enjoying the road. And he forgot he was almost in the main road. And then my church, or the church that I sat in, was almost at that junction. And he almost ran into us. So upon that, the driver that was heading towards Medina, we were heading towards Dodoa. The driver heading towards Medina tried to dodge. So he came in front of our car, and that was almost head-on collision. But by the grace of God, nothing happened. Amen. I heard people shouting in the car, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I was like, ah, I'm in the car. Why should they have an accident? <laughs> Amen. Why did I say I'm in the car? Our fathers have been praying for us. They pray to cast away accidents, any form of accident that comes our way. So I had it in my mind that I am in the car. And just a few meters ahead of me was my mom standing waiting for me to get down so we go home. So why should I die when my mom is just a few meters ahead of me? Amen. So that happened on Sunday. Then on Wednesday, I slept and then around 12 a.m. I woke up in pain, vomiting, running. I was so weak. I didn't know what exactly was wrong with me. So it was around from 12 to 2 a.m. I couldn't take it anymore. Then my mom had had me. Then she came in. She was like, what is wrong? I was like, I don't know. I just feel so much pain. I'm in so much pain. I'm vomiting. I'm poo-pooing. I just don't know what is wrong with me. So I had her praying, and she tried to give me some medicine. I was like, no, I'm vomiting. If I take it, I'll vomit. So I, and I don't want to take it on an empty stomach. So I won't take it. Then I remembered that I have messages on my tablet. So I don't even remember which message I was listening to. And I assumed the position of like the Muslims when they want to pray on the bed. When I opened my eyes, it was 8 a.m. Amen. I heard that this voice and just at the sound of his voice, I felt like a father in the room telling me that all was well. Amen. And then again on um, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday when we came for shine service, I've been battling this migraine for almost, 
I can't remember. It's been like almost all my life because my mom said she had gone through a difficult labor when she was having me. So I've been having, I've been battling this migraine. So on Saturday, as I sat here, if I don't know who was sitting, sitting behind me, but if he could notice, I was just massaging my head because I couldn't take the pain. It was just too much. Pain in my left eye radiating back through into my head. I just couldn't take it. So after service, I came to kneel down before daddy and I told him. Then as soon as I said, he said, this is a type of migraine. I was like, wow. Because all this while, I was thinking that it's tumor, cancer, something. Because I went to the hospital and the doctor gave me a, a CT scan to go and do. And when I got there, I was like, no. Fear of the unknown. I don't want anybody to tell me that I have cancer, I have tumor or anything in my head. So I kneeled down before daddy and he prayed. When he prayed, I had forgotten that I had knelt before him with headache. I got up, no dizziness, because it normally comes with dizziness. I got up, no dizziness. And then we were called to go to daddy's office for someone's birthday. And then he prayed on the cake. I'm not a fan of cake. I'm not a fan of pastries. But I waited to enjoy that cake. And as I took it, I felt a cool breeze all over me. Then as I was seeing one of my sheep of Elikem, I was like, ah, Elikem, I think I'm healed. It's like, I've even forgotten I was having a headache. Then I started telling him everything. Then Pastor Eric, right on our way home, I was telling him, ah, Pastor Eric, I think I'm healed. Then he was like, why? And I told him that I was having a headache. It was a severe headache. But that he prayed for me. And I took the cake and I believed that I am healed. And I weak now. It's been a week now, I have not felt any pain, no headache, no dizziness, and it's all to the glorification of God. So I want to thank God for his healing power, and I want to thank Daddy for his love, unconditional love. It's been an unconditional love. I want to thank him for the love that he has shown me, me, especially me. He has shown me so much love. Daddy, thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Remember that prophecy that you believe in, the prophecy that will surely happen to you. Amen. Amen. So many amazing testimonies in the house. Wow. So as you are sitting here, believe in the prayers and in the prophecy time. You don't know where yours will come from. So believe and receive it. Amen. Amen. Okay, we have another amazing testimony in the house. Why don't you help me welcome Justice Adair to bring us his testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. My name is Adair Justice. I'm a dancing star. Last year, I had admission at Accra Poly, but due to financial problems, I couldn't make it. So I worked with my uncle. I was working with him. Even still, I'm working with him. Five weeks ago, I was invited to join Shine. I came the first Saturday. I enjoyed the program. I make it a point that every Saturday I'll come. Our daddy preaches, but, you know, he prophesies into our lives. I really believed it. This year, too, I bought the form, even though nobody was ready to help, but I bought the forms. So, last week, Monday, I was there, and then my uncle sent me to deposit money into his account. So I went to the bank. I was not coming because there was a queue there. And then he followed me there. He says, 
Justice, what is wrong? I'm waiting for you outside. Why are you not coming? And I said, well, there's a key. I said, I have to wait. So as I was sitting down, I owned my data, and I realized I've gotten a message. So I viewed it, and I saw that Accra Polytechnic has offered me admission again. But I, I also remember that, mm, who is going to pay? So I showed it to my uncle that I've gotten admission again. And he said, Justice, I didn't even know you bought the form. I will cater for everything from everything. I want to use this opportunity to thank God for the great thing he has done and also thank our daddy, Bishop Ogo, for allowing himself to be used by God to impart into our lives. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 Okay, we are drawing closer and closer to the word. How many of us enjoyed last week's message? Hey. Huh. You, I'm, just, I'm just looking forward to what is coming today. Like, I've been waiting ever since. At today, dear. Hey. Okay, but before the message comes, let's welcome Graciela Grace to minister unto us. From an old friend We laughed about how we had changed But I could tell Things weren't going as well As he claimed He tried to hide his feelings But they only gave him away The longer I listened the more I kept wishing that I knew the right words to say. Can you reach my friend? Bring a search into our Lord, I know you love him. Help him understand. Can you reach my you're the only one who can help and give it up to you. We talked for more than an hour. I smiled when he mentioned your name. I said that I knew. I told him the difference you made. thought he would need you but maybe he's changing his mind as we said goodbye Lord he told me that I have found something that he'll like to find so can you reach my friend you're the only one who can Lord I know you love him, help him understand. 
properly for the Lord. Are you excited to be in church tonight? Are you excited to be in church tonight? You know, you must always be mindful of where your excitement is directed at all. It's a sign. Some of you, when you see certain girls, you get excited. Your English will come. You will arrange your shirts. You will polish your shoes. When you hear about God, the same excitement must flow in your heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because when we come into the house of God, that is where our excitement must hit his peak. It's like a guy who has seen the girl that he loves. Yeah, your, your self must come. You know, usually the boys who make noise when you're talking about girls, they are POP, POP boys. But tonight it's time for the word. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you ready for the word tonight? Ask your neighbor, are you ready for takeoff? Last week, Bishop began speaking to us about becoming rulers of tents. Isn't that the case? Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that please, before we start, remember to get the message. Well, tonight, if you are ready, why don't you stand to your feet? We want to welcome to the pulpit an international preacher, an international evangelist, a father, a bishop. Let's welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh, go, come on, receive him tonight.
if I follow them I will not preach but how many of you believe that tonight you are in the best place of your life how many of you believe you know somebody was singing I think it was great singing about three minutes into the singing I just saw two people having two iPads yes two this evening look by by the next two, three weeks time, the testimony will be practically here. Yes. Receive it if you believe you are the one. Yes. Nice and brand new iPad. Two people. But I am also giving out three iPhones. Receive your own. Receive your own. But the, the Holy Spirit said something to me that I didn't really, well, the timing weren't good at the time. Because if anything, I expect to hear such a message in August when you are going to school. Are you going in August or September? August. August. Yeah. But I don't know how, but in, I mean, we are in July. But the Lord tells me that the subjects that you struggled with last semester, in the next semester, they will be your top, 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 top. Receive it now. Receive it now. Some of you are going to be surprised. Yes. Next semester, those of you in SHS, next term, next term, you will be blowing the papers rough, rough. 
some of you are at the bottom of the class. Not, 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 no, not, not really the bottom as in bottom. But I mean, you know, middle, some of those type of area, area. But a mighty hand of God is pushing you to the top. Receive it now. You will not struggle to understand a subject. Because you are receiving. Tonight, these are the only two things I believe you are, you are receiving. Yeah. Three. Two iPads. Three iPhones. And top of the class. Give two people high five and say, I see you at the top. Well, while, while we are at it, I've seen a word. The word is institute. I don't know what it means because Ghana, we have got universities, colleges, polytechnics. What else? What? Colleges. So, my personal interpretation is that some of you are going to win international scholarships. Seven of you in this room will be sitting on an aeroplane to America on scholarship. I prophesy it today, 23rd of July, 2016. Receive it now. Clap your hands for Jesus. Institute. Now, now, this evening, I want instrumentalists Singers, singing stars, dancing stars, sitting stars. <laughs> Please, this evening, take your time and listen to me very carefully. Because I am laying a foundation for your life. Last week, I started a series titled Rulers of what? Tens. Rulers of Tens. Rulers of Tens. That everybody should believe God to join this gravy train. It's called a gravy train. Make sure you are not left out because the continuation of this evening's, of last week's message tonight, as I've started tonight, I'm going to continue, God willing, in the weeks to come. It is more or less a prophecy. Now, now that is the reason why I want you to listen very, very carefully as a young boy, as a young girl, because like our sister Sarah said, the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that practically happens to you. When a man of God is 
speaking. You, you see, the fact that I am not holding a towel because I have a towel. If it's a towel you want me to hold, I'll hold it for you. I beg you, listen, it's a towel. Give me my towel. Yes. And when I begin to speak with the Ashanti voice. Yes. Mekasewo Jesus Dema. Jesus Dema. Mete and Kambi Ewa Mayam. Mekasese Siai. Above for nine and ten. And I may join your prophet and also Okra and go. In Tessamekasa, who home means I'm not making Is that how you want me to speak? Is that how you want me to speak? Let's see, you see, turn to Second Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Even, even, even before that, go to 2 Peter chapter 1. You see, when a pastor holds the Bible, the, 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 see, the Bible that we speak from, in verse 19, it says, we, you see, I'm talking to those of you who like roaming from prophet to prophet. You see, because as I'm preaching now, it's not just, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to people in Birmingham. Yes, Minnesota. I'm speaking to people in Cape Town. I'm speaking to some people in Nairobi. Yes, I have a congregation in Mauritius. Listen carefully. Those of you with a propensity, perhaps maybe your mother or your father has been taking you to see this type of, you know, prophetic prophets. We who are in the church holding the Bible, the word of God says that we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. When I take the Bible and I'm reading, it is a prophecy. It's a sure word. You see, when I tell you that um, somebody here, your sister is called Sally, you know, who doesn't have a sister called Sally? <laughs> you see, but I may truly be speaking to somebody here whose sister is called Sally. But the truth is that whatever I will tell you may not be as dependable as the word of God that is being read to you. So th th that's why Peter calls it a more sure word. A more sure. Tonight I will prophesy. But I won't, I won't prophesy with a prophetic voice. Because I'm, I'm preaching on the subject I promised you last week. That the, um, on, the, on the subject, how stars rule. You are going to rule. Knowing this first, verse 20. 
that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. 21. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Bible you are reading, when you read Nahum, Genesis, John, it is called a more sure word of prophecy. That, that, you see, do you have other versions? Do you have the New Living Translation of verse 19? 2 Peter 1 verse 19. Do you have it? Okay. Verse 19. Watch this. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Now, who is a prophet? A prophet is someone who speaks under inspiration. I am speaking under inspiration. So as you are listening to me, don't think you are listening to a sermon. You are listening to a prophecy. And what you believe is what is going to come to pass practically in your life. We read from Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3 that they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Ask your neighbor, are you wise? Are you really, really, really wise? Then you will shine. And they that turn many. Hello? Do you know many means many? Yes. They that turn many to righteousness as the stars. We read this last week. That anybody who turns people to righteousness, that is, people who were not going to church, because of you, they go to church. Boys who, on Saturday evening like this, will be at Zongo Junction, betting, soccer betting. Because of you, they stop betting. Because, you see, anybody who lives his life on betting has, in effect, said that he will never do well in life. You cannot live your life on gambling. You can't live your life gambling on chances. Life is not lived by chance. That's why I'm preaching tonight a more sure word. A more sure way that join us, oh, join us. Did I tell you last week that everybody must have a sheet of paper with ten names? Was it here? Please, you see, once again, it's a prophecy. Have a sheet of paper, whether you will type it on a computer or you write it. Have a word, a sheet of paper, and write number one, full stop, number two, full stop, number three, full stop, four. Five, six, seven, eight. I beg you, nine, ten. Write them and begin to fail as you see, do that as your life's work. Yes. This you see, when you do that because of you, three people come to you see anybody sitting here tonight who can point to anyone in this service who is here because of you, you are a ruler already. You will rule. You will not be a victim of circumstances. 
What destroys young men will not destroy you. You will not be under the bondage of pornography. By the way, those of you who think that it is boys who like pornography. Look, some years ago, I had a convert. She was a policewoman. Policewoman. I went to visit her. Visitation. She pulled a drawer with arrangement of DVDs. Pornography. Policewoman. Police. From this service, eh, what has destroyed somebody you know will not destroy you. Yes. When you are a person who turns many, not one, not two, it's too many, it's three many, please, we all went to school. Ten is many. And from ten, we are rising to fifteen, eighteen. By the time you stabilize you alone, stabilize ten people in church. Pornography cannot be a master over your life. You won't be like that policewoman. You know, I don't know. There was a very beautiful, well, I'll find it for you. When I was having my quiet time today, the Lord showed me a very, very beautiful scripture. Can I share it with you? Eh? You want to know that? Okay. Let me share with my quiet time. Is that something I had never seen before, but I realized that it was powerful. Romans chapter 8, chapter 6, verse 22. This one is just by the side. You see, this is the plan of God for, the, for anybody who gets born again. It says, but now, being made free from sin, and become servants to God. Ye have your fruits unto holiness. And the end, everlasting life. That one that we know is heaven. Eternal life. Everlasting life. It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of life we enjoy on earth. But it ends up in heaven. But watch this. It said, please go back, 22. Just that one. It said, when you are made free from sin, when you get born again, the power of sin is broken over your life. The next sensible thing that should happen to you is that you must be a servant to God. It is, it is, it's a, it is an expected item in the progress report of your life. That when you are made free from sin, the things I used to do, I do them no more. Great change since I was born. Or since I met God. Great change since I met God. There's a great change since I met God. The things I used to do, I do them no more. Not so. Is it a song? The places I used to go, I go there no more. The things I used to watch, I watch them no more. There's a great change. That is it. You, you, are, you, are, you, you are born again. That's a born again Christian song. But some of you, you can't sing that song. But if you sing it, you say, No change since I met God. No change since I met God. No change since I met God. There's been no change since I. Some of you, you are like that. The things I used to do, I still do and more. The things I used to watch, I still watch and more. Hey! The places I used to go, I still go and more. 
There's been no change since I. You will never sing such a song in your lifetime. In the name of Jesus. Now, being made free. The things you used to do, you do them no more. The places you used to go, you go there no more. Being made free from sin. And become servants. You see, when I say have power over pornography, power over fornication, power over stealing, power, what are some of your problems? Your own is different from my own. Uh, yours is Tolo Beef. Where is she? Do you have any problems as a sister? Stealing beef. That's all. <laughs> Browsing. Holiness. Say holiness. holiness. You can gossip in uh, You gossip about each other. Somebody's hairstyle. Or somebody's beloved. That one is envy. Yes. Listen, to have fruits and to holiness that a Christian sister, a believer, a Christian brother is holy and pure. Look, you cannot do that by just being born again. Yes. You ma- and just being a certain star. When you get born again, then the next thing is you become a servant of God. That is when you can bear fruit unto holiness. I saw it this morning. I had never seen before. I, I, I said, wow. When you are made free from sin, the next thing you must do is to serve God. And you see, much as I am excited about our dancing stars, um, singing stars, dancing stars, film stars, were we blessed by the film stars? Yeah. The real stars in the kingdom of God are not film stars. Neither are they dancing stars. They are stars because they turn many. Go back to Daniel 12. They turn many to righteousness. They are the real stars. Hmm. Tonight, of course, I, I told you last week also that when you are a star, it means you are a ruler. That's, that, that's why I'm preaching this series. How stars rule. How stars rule. Because when God created the earth in Genesis, he made two great lights. Genesis 1.16. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. You are that star God has made. Verse 17. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. Verse 18. And to rule apart from sins. I told you last week, some of you, as you are sitting here looking cute and lovely, you have got family demons to battle with. Did I tell you last week? Aha. Get the message. Yes. There's no hairstyle that can save you from what is ahead of you. Yes. I'm preaching. Water will find its level. Some of you will, you, you will, you, it's almost like a photocopy. When you read the Bible, Genesis, and you read about Isaac and Abraham, sometimes you may think that they were in a hurry, so they just took, and they just photocopied Abraham's something and pasted it. Yes, same. 
same English, same phrases. Yes. Some of you will behave exactly the way your uncle behaved. Yeah, because we are under the control of elements. That is why very early in your life, you must learn to rule. Yes. Isn't the service I, I promise you, I'm going to preach a series titled Supernatural Exits. Is it not the service? One of my services. Maybe I'll put it on the Shine podcast. Yes. Exits. That is, we are all on a road. Oh. I'm telling you, we are on a road. Headed for destruction. But God mercifully, you are forcing me to even preach that message tonight. But I will not. God mercifully provides an exit. Because anybody who knows you and sees you, and some of you, even the way you have started behaving, is exactly the way your grandmother behaved at your age. (laughs) But the time she was 50, she had married four men. It's exactly. But you've not met her. You've not met her. But what you don't know is that her blood is running through your veins. You've not met her. You're on the road. And so one of the mercies of God to us is that he provides exits. You, you will understand it well when you go to America. Not these are our two by four roads. In America, where we have the ten pikes and the real, real proper roads. Yes. If you want to go somewhere, there's an exit. It's not here that you have to enter the bush. Proper exit. Exit 67A. If you like, pass it. <laughs> ah, you don't want to pass it. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even, you should, some things you shouldn't even think about it. What will happen if I pass 67A and I am money into 67B? Where God provides exits. Please, it's not possible we are joking here. You may see us dancing and singing and laughing and acting, but nothing here is a joke. You are the reason why we have got fans upstairs here this evening. You are the reason why I am not at home. By this time, I should be waiting on God at home for Sunday. I preach four services on Sundays. Nothing here is a joke. The fact that after church we are going to chew pork kebab doesn't mean that we are here to party. This service is an arrangement to provide an exit route for your life. It is an arrangement. Arrangements. Don't, 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 don't fool. We will dance. We will sing. Get it right. Don't be confused. It's, it's, we are not having a party. You may see colored lights, but we ain't having no party, baby. It's about you. I'm really facing a strong temptation right now to preach something I, I don't, I'm not, uh, uh, to go off course, but I'm, I, I want to be stable and stay on course. Yeah, but soon you'll see, you see on, on our podcast, I'm going to put it on. Wherever I preach it, I'm going to put it on, a, on the Shine podcast. Yes. Supernatural exits. Yes. Yeah, because of God provides you with exits so that you don't end up where you are expected to end up. Yeah. Some of you, even by your temperament, you are expected. We know that you cannot marry for more than five years. I'm preaching. I mean, when we see your things, there's no way you can be with your husband for more than five years. But God can provide an exit from that. Oh, you have fucked How do you think a phlegmatic like me is doing what I'm doing? Phlegmatism, we, my type, we sleep. We are lazy. 
we will use any excuse not to do something. I mean, phlegmatics, as you, as you see us, we are looking for excuses. So the Bible describes us as the people who sleep in their room and say they won't get there because there's a lion on the road. Phlegmatics. A phlegmatic pastor like me, my church size should be maximum 50 members on Sunday because we are lazy. But God provided an exit route. Oh, you are forcing me. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Look, what am I preaching about tonight? How stars rule. Yes. But be on the lookout for the message called exits. Yes. Exits. Exits. You will not end up like your mother. Even tonight, what I'm sharing with you is an exit. If I come and stand there, I tell you that list. You see, give me my towel. You see, I, I, I could have come and said, I feel something moving. Suddenly, this area, I can see color yellow in this area. There's a brother on my left. You are wearing beads around your waist. What nonsense is that? And so what? Blue, blue beads. Listen, listen, listen. When, when I come with normal English, I say, please, get a sheet of paper. Write number one, full stop. Number two, full stop. Number three, full stop. Number four, full stop. That is an exit for you. Major exit. That is how my wife got a husband. Yes. I'm not joking. And when you look at the, the, the background she came from, the, the background, her background, I mean, the stories weren't good. And all of us, me, me in, I've got a family house in Second D. There are dwarfs there, dwarfs. <laughs> yes, dwarfs. <laughs> so by this time, I shouldn't be a prosperous man. I should be like some weed smoker because, I mean, think about it. What will dwarfs do for you? But when you get born again, oh my God, I feel like preaching when you get born again it's an escape and when you begin to serve God it's an escape but you will not believe it you will not believe it when I call and say let's go and do outreach some of you, you know yourself I mean just, just humbly look around just look at your aunties your parents, your whatever what type of marriage is there but you are sitting here married it is, it is, it is God who creates such avenues for man yes. that it is very important for you to rule. Yeah. Even, even if there's any... Okay, forget, let's say, your family, you are all good. Engineers, lawyers, dentists, doctors, pharmacists, everybody is good. Everybody is married to the husband and they've got four children. That, everything is fine. At least I know that at your age, you have got foolishness to deal with. Yes, you must, you, must, you must rule over foolishness. Because foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. Not in, sorry, I, that's a wrong quote. Foolishness is bound in, not to. To the other we, we can use a knife to cut it. It is inside that if we are trying to remove it, we can kill you. It's, it's a part of your life. It's inside the heart. What hope is there for you? Foolishness, you join some boys be smoking by now. 
foolishness. But this time you are in a room with three boys. Three boys having sex with one girl at the same time. Not after you finish and after. No, no, no. Different orifices. That's how it should be. That's how you should be. Some of you don't understand what God is doing for you. See, the people who understand where they are and what they have, they behave well. Their behavior is very good. But those who always see things in terms of a right, doing a privilege, we, we, we are lucky to have you. Like we've not seen your beauty before. We've not seen a guy who, 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 whose hair is not nice like this before. We've not seen a girl with crooked legs like your own before. I mean, what the, then you come about and you just flaunt yourself. You must rule. Young boys, and I'm saying that, let's assume that you are not like me with, with dwarfs in your family house. That you, your house is a perfect house with pastors and engineers and reverends. Still, at your age, at least I know that your problem is foolishness. And you must rule over foolishness. So what God does, sit down, to make you rule in this life, is that he turns you into a star. Oh yes, because stars, he made the stars also. 17. And God set them in the firmament. 18. To rule. Anybody God wants to rule, God wants that person to rule in this life. He will not make you an engineer. I've seen in my life, battered and tattered engineers. I have seen in my short life, beggarly rich men. Actually, I've seen even rich men who are fools. But that one put a surprise because the Bible talks about a rich fool. The fact that somebody is rich doesn't mean he's wise. Our only hope in this life is the word of God that we preach. They that be wise shall shine. So when God wants you to rule over the circumstances that made your mother the way she is, that made your auntie the way she is, when God wants you to rule over the edges in your body the propensity for stupidity when God wants you to gain mastery his only exit route for someone like you a fool like you is that he makes you a star I mean one day I sat I was driving I said hey even a pastor po, as a pastor this is how I'm struggling and if I was an ordinary church member I mean, I'll be a non-believer in the church. I said, hey, honestly, bishop, if I wasn't a pastor, a bishop, I preach every day. Even that one. Hey, Opo man. Opo man. Look, God's only solution for the foolishness in me, when he met a fool like me with foolishness in my heart, was just to give me the privilege to be a star. Because as you are looking at me, you are looking at a star. As I'm looking at you, I'm also looking at a star. But you are going to even shine brighter. Anybody who doesn't have this sheet of paper, whether it's a sheet on your iPad or chai pad, or it's a sheet in your Bible, whatever. If anybody here who doesn't have a sheet of paper with 10 points, 1 to 10, it means that you have determined that you, are, you want to end up like your uncle in Brekun. And if that is the course you want to take, the Bible says in Lamentations 3 that to subvert a man who has deliberately decided to go on a course, God will not struggle with you. 
God did not even permit it. Go on the way. Be here. Be a certain star. Laugh at us. Laugh at those who have brought two souls. Laugh at those who are struggling to mark the first name. They can't wait to, to write the first name. They fast and they pray. Believing God that by next month, August, they will have two names. They are students. They are doing national service. They are whatever. But they, are, they have a personal work in their lives. You are laughing at them. Because you've taken a course. The Bible says to subvert a man who has determined that look, this is what I believe. I'm going on this road. When you try once, twice, and the thing is not working, allow God. God himself doesn't like such things. Lamentations 3. To subvert a man in his cause, the Lord approveth not. So one of the things pastors we do is that we try to force people to shift from the cause they've chosen. And many times we don't succeed. Unless you yourself decide that I'm t- that's why God, you see, to be born again, we don't need the crusade we had yesterday. We don't need the crusade. God can just do this in heaven. Everybody on earth will be saved. But he always allows you. He will send a man who, when, as he's preaching himself, is sick. And when he preaches, he'll give you an option. Do you want to receive Christ? If you like, raise your hand. If you don't like, pockets. God is always allowing us. And I'm saying that in this service, eh, those of you who are on the path who, like, 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 like your cause, the cause, the vision for your life is that you will just be in the church and be dancing. But this nonsense of winning souls and bringing people to church and talking to people, you are not that type. You are the shy type. You don't do such things. Or you, you, you sing. God will not subvert you. And neither will I. I will just suggest, can you? Is it possible? Let's do it this way. But once there's always, like I come. This is the second time I'm preaching this message. Next week, God willing. Next two weeks, God willing. Then still, you come to the church, you look at my face. Just, you are looking at me. It's like, idiot, finish talking and go. So what you are saying is that you are, you are, you are, you are, you are set on a path of life. I want to repeat it. That you cannot, you cannot not rule. You can't not rule. I don't know who taught you English grammar. You can't not rule. You must rule. It will not be in your interest not to rule. You must gain mastery over the winds, over the storms. I know that you are in the university. I came to your school to preach at once. I know you are a student, but I'm saying to you again, once again, see, the third time, that Eight is, it's not enough for this life. You must be a ruler. You don't rule with eight is. Stars are the people who turn many to righteousness. So, for the next five minutes, I just want to start by sharing with you how stars rule. That is, the people who turn many to righteousness. How do they gain mastery? How can a 20-year-old girl be walking about with the wisdom of a 40-year-old and thereby put under desires and passions and preferences and tendencies that are ruining many a life? How? Number one, Shuma Kadaraba. 
when you become a star, what's the title of the message? How stars rule. And I'm just touching half of a point. Then we'll, God willing, we'll continue. How stars rule. Number one. And who is a star? A dancing star? Oh, sorry. A film star. They are very good. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, what's your group called? Sparkle. Dazzle. I mean, look at the way they have spotted Dazzle for you. Abba. I even feel like requesting the same spots for next week's concert. If fine. You know fine? Abba. Now, I will share all this news. So, Stockings. Just something small that we close. How do stars rule? How do the people who turn many to righteousness rule? Number one, they rule because they live their lives by the word of God. <laughs> hey, you know, you see. You finish writing. All this. You can write. Okay. They rule because what? They live their lives by the word of God. When you find somebody, Jesus said, he told the story of two men who built. The wise man built. The foolish man also built. But the wise man was likened to one who hears the word of God and does it. That is, he works with the word. He lives by the word. Like the, the, the decisions he takes is the word. Those people, like Peter, Peter, the fisherman, said, nevertheless, are thy word. See, anybody who allows in the confrontation of his will and the word of God, who allows the word of God to hold sway, becomes a ruler in life. Like Peter, he said, first of all, you are a carpenter. Shut up. Shut up. It's just, we have just allowed you to use our boat. I don't even know how a carpenter like you say now you are an evangelist. But it's okay. But if you have finished preaching, please go. Don't start giving us instructions about where we must put. You see, there are some people, they don't like to be given instructions that are contrary to the, the set. Professional. I'm preaching. Or oh, you've forgotten Jesus Christ was a carpenter. Can you imagine a carpenter going to Choco to give fishermen? instructions on what time to set off in the night and when they go where to put the nets and what signs a carpenter if you knew all these things you should have been on the sea but peter you see it's a very good name if any of you i mean the next outdooring we have in church sign i would suggest that if it's a boy after you circumcise him add peter to his name <laughs> yes peter to his name because peter Peter is a very appropriate name for anybody who lives on earth. Peter or Petrina. Because Peter stands for a human being with weaknesses. I mean, the man had weakness. I'm preaching already and, and I'm finishing the preaching soon. Peter, I don't know what it means, whether it is rock or stone or flint. But the meaning of Peter is a man with issues. Oh. I mean, the, I mean, it, it, talks by heart misbehavior we are in a prayer meeting we have been told to bring our bibles and our mp3 players peter didn't even bring his mp3 player instead of an mp3 he brought baffle a knife 
I mean, small issue has come. We are fighting. Or somebody suddenly there's blood. Since when the who is holding a knife? Peter. And Jesus has to shout, Peter, put the knife up. And the guy was some way. Weaknesses. He's the only known person who was able to stand in front of Jesus Christ and rebuke him. Can you believe it? Rebuked Jesus. I mean, your lips, your mouth should be shaking as you are saying some things. Like the guys, that's why the guys were shocked. Sometimes when some people behave in a way, you cringe. What will happen? Like when we are in the house, when we were children, and one of your brothers goes to break daddy's glass. It's not me, oh. It's not me, oh. It's not me. As soon as daddy enters the house, oh, they start, daddy, it's not me. It's not, it's not you. What have you done? It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. What, what has happened? What have you done? It's not me. Philip, Matthew, I mean, they were shocked that this guy could actually rebuke Jesus. But Jesus also did not take it lightly. Yeah. That guy was weak. Your master is having a prayer meeting. He's going to pray. And he always prayed, the Bible says in Hebrews, with loud shouts and groanings. Not, no, he prayed. Shouting. So he always went to a garden to pray. So he could shout. Then he, there were 12. He selects. That's the three of you. Come, let's go and pray. But he says that you guys be here a little. He returns. Peter is sleeping. I mean, so even his spirituality, we are not, it's very questionable. I'm preaching. Very questionable spirituality. Can now. Small thing he has used that he's brought out a knife. A man who cannot stand before a little girl to defend his faith. A girl, somebody, seven-year-old girl. Oh, ah, are you, I saw you. Me? I'll slap you. Who's your father? Shut up, sit down. Hey, what's your name? Don't speak again. Is it clear? You are young. You don't understand what is going on. Wow. You are young. Go home. That's Peter. That's Peter. Four. Of weakness, there is no known disciple of Christ who had the level of weaknesses and infirmities like Peter. But he was the one who was who could easily be corrected. Easily, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Is it clear? Shut up, Satan. Any of you here, if I call you Satan, seriously, that amongst us you are the devil. I may not see you next week. You go to your mother church. Your mother church. I'm preaching. But Peter, Peter, he is the one who told Jesus that nevertheless, you are not a professional fisherman. You are just a pastor. But at thy word. You see, the people who have respect for the word of God are the people who gain mastery in this life. So suddenly, the man who wasn't catching fish was the one who was now calling other boats and other ships. I mean, he had become the center of attraction. He had become the main, you shall become the main student in your class. The main guy on campus. Some of you should be very careful because next two semesters, there are some two brothers here, next two semesters, if you're not very careful, you may not do well in your exams because 
you will, you will be like a counselor in the school. People will be coming to you for advice. Your classmates. When I was in school, I was like that. The, my classmates, especially the girls. <laughs> so even some people who wanted to propose to some girls in my class had to see me first. Yes. <laughs> no, because if... <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you don't see me... Because everybody in the school, medical school, knew that in the class, I had, I was like a pastor to them. Wow. You cannot propose to Rose without me. Not that, not that Rose is my, everybody knew my beloved that she was in Kumasi. Everybody who knew me knew that this is the girl I was going to marry and I married her. But in addition, they knew that Chale, the guy, you know, he's, he's, he's a pastor. Wow. Counseling. Faces. I said, what do you mean? He proposed and he said, what, you are going to pray about it? Is that what I've been teaching you? Hey! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> one, of my, one of my classmates, wow. a lady, she's in America. Her engagement, that they take the ring and things to. I, I was the one who prayed over the rings. My classmate. Yeah. She sent a picture one day, recently. I was lean. Lean in Medina. Lean in Medina. You will be a star on campus. In your hall, you will be known as a wise man. And the reason is that you have allowed the word of God. Anybody who allows the word of God to, to, to override your idiosyncrasy. <laughs> Feelings, we have some more. Please ask your neighbor. Now, who need feelings? Bisano, say who need feelings. Messi Bisano. Ask him. Feelings no yet deep. But blessed are those who are still able to yield their members. To the authority of the word of God. They rule. I'm, I will release my star scripture for this point and then we close. But I'm just saying that if you are an ordinary Christian, you are, you, there is no ordinary Christian known or unknown, living or dead, who has had a strong commitment to the word of God without a background of raising other Christians ground of being involved in the lives of other people because there is not much motivation for you to, as a Christian to even read the Bible because see, if you are not serving God, a lot of the Bible doesn't apply to you but see, when you, your work is helping a Rajwa to be stable like, like now, as I'm preaching now, I've been with the Bible, I've just shared with you my quiet time, you see, the work I do will force me into the Bible. Oh yes, because we, we, we don't use Nigerian proverbs or Ashanti proverbs. Yeah, we use the word, the word. Anybody who is raising a believer, establishing a Christian, helping someone to come to church, helping someone to be stable in the word, will use the Bible. You use the Bible. You see, when you go to Madina Market, inside, Towards the area where they sell cloth behind it. There's a woman, some woman who sells charcoal. 
that cloth area behind that area towards the next gate which goes back into that <laughs> there are women who sell charcoal what they do from morning till evening is that they collect people's money and they give the charcoal they don't take charcoal they only take what money say money, money. they take money and they give out charcoal but in the evening by 5 p.m the one who has been giving out charcoal she herself has become black so that whatever you give out at the end of the day it also paints your life i'm preaching already even though you are giving it out even though you are sharing it even though you are giving it out eventually we smell it on you the bible says he that watereth shall himself also be watered." i am not surprised that as at this age i have the wisdom of a 96 year old man when i was 18 years old i was counseling one of our assistant pastors in his marriage 18. I can take you to my house and show you where we used to sit. He will come to me, 18, 1, 8. He will come to me and tell me what his wife did and what he also said. And I'll say, no. <laughs> you can't do that. Pastor! Pastor! Can you advise me? Only soap bubbles. But from the rulers of 10. See, because when you call somebody, you will share a verse. When you are praying, verse, prayer, verse, you go for prayer meeting, verse, you call the person, advice, counseling, verse. You, you, I mean, you counsel with what? Swahili proverbs. So the people who peddle the word become men and women of the word. I'm showing you how stars rule. And the first point is that stars rule basically because they use the word. The word of God. And by its very nature, I'm, I'm now ending in two minutes. I'm going to release the star scripture for tonight. By the very nature of the word of God, the word of God, by its very nature, has power in it. It has power to stop you from doing something. This evening, somebody upset me. I said, I'll slap you. Then I remember that, hey, the Bible says, so the, the person said, slap me. You, you, you can not, not slap me as in who are you that, that slap I, I, I like the slap I said I can't slap you because the bible says that a pastor a bishop must not be a striker I use a verse if I was not a peddler of the word of God I said oh you like a slap shine shine <laughs> then if I do shine and two teeth come out Monday morning daily guy front page Bishop of Lighthouse. Tofia <laughs> Kwa. So, 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 when I'm ending now, when you have the word of God, listen, you must, you must, you must respect girls who have the word. Respect boys who have the word. From the first Sunday I went, I got born again. 32 years ago, first Sunday, I joined the counselors. I have always been doing follow-up. Word. Leading prayer. Counseling. I mean, not, maybe it's just, just recently I began preaching on Sundays, 22 years ago. But long since. Counseling. Talking. Sharing. 
sharing. Now, the star scripture I'm leaving with you tonight is Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Period. And who may say unto him, what doest thou? Who can, verse 5, is there something to say? Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil. And a wise man's heart descended both time. Can you clap your hands and judgment? I have stood behind the pulpit and I have released a commandment. Whoso keepeth the commandment to be a ruler of ten shall feel no evil. This is my opener. Sweetheart, where the word of the king is. Anywhere there is the word of a king, there is power. When you are involved in soul winning, establishing people, following up, teaching, sharing, anytime you are involved in such a work, you are, what I'm informing you about tonight is that when you do such things and you are a user of the word of God, you, it's not just word, it's also power. Power to rule. Because the word you are using is the word of a king. Not an Ashanti king or a Zulu king, but the king of kings. He ain't no mean king. King of kings. You go to, a, go to Kumasi and Bisbee and say something. What was it? There was a minister recently who went to Mensha Palace to, 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 palace to misbehave, misconduct himself. So, care me. The KMA boss. The KMA boss himself. He went to throw his weight about in the palace. I don't know what has happened to him. He's been sacked. Clap your hands. A king? You don't joke. You don't, no, no, no. You don't joke. Don't joke. You can joke in town. You can joke in the hospital. But when a king, you enter a king's domain, be careful how you behave. Because one word from him, be, be careful of people in authority. Watch me carefully. You see how I'm sweating? It's not normal sweating. It's not by day <laughs> sweating. You know by day. Carrying blocks and digging and plastering. It's not by day. When you go home and you see your father and you are greeting him, bow. Say, hey, nefia. <laughs> and then away. Because I say, da, me I become a wise girl. Don't joke. A king. When a king, you see, when you, like now, I'm, I'm, I'm a holder of a king's word. You see, the word of God in the mouth of God is as powerful as the word of God in the mouth of his messenger. So he said, I send you forth. The word I've put in your mouth, I send you. When you go, say it. It shall happen. And has it not been happening? Has it not been happening? Yes. Be very careful. When you are holding, you see, I was telling a group, I was teaching a few days, yesterday. I said, one of the reasons why I don't spend my time on Sundays, you don't see me in my church. I'm a a pastor, a lighthouse pastor. Our best time to work is on Sunday evenings. When was the last time you saw me here on Sunday evening? I go to a a church service where my pastor, my father is preaching. You see, when he turns and he sees me, he gets a feeling. That feeling, I don't need a prayer from him. A good feeling that the boy is here again. You don't understand. A king. 
You see, when a king is in power, especially if he's somebody who didn't apply to be a king, like nobody created God, oh, he is God. And when you do follow up, it is his word you are using. You are you may be a small boy, but you are a boy with power. The wisdom alone you use, your friends are amazed. When he sees me, one day I was late in the service and he was preaching and he attended like us, how I'm talking. Says uh, people were standing up and I just entered. And when I, when I, I said, preach on! That he heard my voice, he turned. When he saw my face, I saw a smile. That was enough. That was, that was my test. I had gone there for a smile. A king. Don't cross the path of a king. You see, like Absalom. Absalom. He chased his father, David, in the forest. And you see, you, you, some of you, you must not confuse the love your mother has for you to mean that you can misbehave. Look, I saw a girl. She fought with her mother in public and tore her mother's blouse in public. So I was there. I saw her brazier. And she pulled herself together and entered the room. Um, since then, as I've been relating with the mother, I can, I'm, I can tell you that she is the girl among the children that the mother loves most. Yes, yes. In fact, one day, one of the brothers said something that he was going to do to the girl. The way the mother rose up to face the boy, that girl who tore the blouse and the mother in spite of the mother's love for her it has not been able to shield her from the consequences of dishonoring a mother in public do you know what I'm saying that even if your mother loves you it still does not take out Yes. If you want me to preach, I'll tell you the story of David and Absalom. When he was ch- Absalom was chasing David. He, see, David, can you imagine you drive your father out of a, the house? Small boy who has gone mad. Boy gone mad. He got that people. Says David. Look, David became miserable. I, I don't know how. I, I honestly, I may need to go back to the Bible and study it well because it, 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 it baffles me. It really baffles me how David, a king with soldiers, could not just decimate this idiot. But Sana, as that boy was chasing David in the bush, not knowing that David still loved his darling boy. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? I'm preaching. David still loved his darling boy. Don't be confused if you are loved. Then somebody said they have spotted. Don't forget oh, that as David was in the bush, he was not alone. He was with his generals. Because where a king moves, his people, those who love him, will go with him. So because of this boy, it was not just David who had left his house. Because of this foolish boy, generals also had to be in the forest. Because their boss was in the forest. So, ah, 
um, they were bored. So they said, Charlie, you see, I'm talking about the word of a king. David called his generals and said, we've heard, you've, you've all heard him, that my son is there, he's in the next forest. If you find him, don't kill him. Is it clear? That's the father. Say the father's love. love. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. I love. He's my boy. I still love him. The man that David spoke to, not to kill the man, his boy, was not somebody who wasn't in the meeting or somebody who was who was the one he spoke. The same man was the man. The same man was the one. He was the same man who took darts and sank them into the chest of David, of Absalom. Why? Because when you go against the word of God, not even the love of your mother can save you. But there are still exits. Absalom could have used an exit. When I start that series, I'll teach you. There are exits for curses. The word of a king, when God says something, that he says that when God says, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper because you are a servant. If you serve him, if you serve him, you say you'll be escaping. It's, it's almost like, I mean, one day, there was, a, there was a funeral, a family funeral. And uh, I was with my brother. My brother is tall and big. Big. I'm like Enoma. Or Inchanga. Inchanga is a lean one. He is big and tall. So, there was a funeral and there were some family members sitting there. But my brother, is speak, he looks like my father. So the family elders saw us. So when you see my brother, say, me, I don't look normal. But my brother looks just like my father. So when they saw us, ah, you look very much like Dr. Ogo. as my father. So what the elders, family, family elders said, ah, are you are you, do you know Dr. Ogo? He said, yes. The one who died many years ago. Said, I am his son. And the, this one, the short one too, like me. Say, I, I am also his son. He said, really? He said, what work do you do? Because the family expected us to be like some drug addicts. Yeah. Because my, my father died. We were nine years. I was nine. I was the first of five. The rest were children. I mean, like, like crawling. They had no respect, no hope. When I said that I am a doctor, grown up so, they stood up. Hey! You will surprise people one day. I said you will surprise people one day. Hey! My father is called Atu. Atu Nibenya. Is this Atul's son? And said, you two, what are you? Said, I'm an engineer. Hey! 
anybody eh, who has written you off and has determined that you by the nature of your life you will not marry you will not be any proper person you will not amount to much i am here tonight as a prophet that if you will obey the commandment the evil of the expectations of men shall not be felt on your body you will you will escape You, what you don't know is that as you are walking around, people have sized you up. They know how you will end. Today I went for a wedding. As people were there, they, they, they know how it will be. They're just waiting for the news to come. They're waiting to hear that you're in the mental hospital. That you died on the table. But this evening, in this service, I am informing you that there is a power. Yes. For those of you who are into souls, and into establishing of souls and into counseling and following up and talking to people and bringing them to church bible says that anywhere the word of a king is there is power i release that power into your life i said i release that power into your life as you win souls may that power you use that word you use to win a soul and the power thereof may that power make a difference to your life may that power cause any evil directed at you to boomerang as you go out as you follow up may the power of the wisdom of the word of god turn around dangerous situations complex situations funny situations where men thought you'll be kneeling down they'll be surprised to find you standing on your feet where they wrote you off and said look at her it's over for her now they are going to be surprised that the very thing they said will happen to you the opposite is what is going to happen because anywhere the word see if you're not a soul winner you're not somebody to follow up you will not use the word of the king you'll be reading newspapers magazines but if you are into soul if you've got 10 souls you will be forced to read the bible think about it if you are responsible for five sheep you will be forced read the bible next week or whenever i'm going to talk about stars and warfare you will win every battle i said you will win every battle anywhere your face has fallen down anywhere your face is looking down a mighty hand is lifting it up tonight i'm informing you look i'm look i share my testimony i said i went to steal Sugar cane and the farmer cares me. As I'm standing here, you are looking at a, a, the man cares me. He said, I, I heard him. He said, Dagati. He said, Who's school? Who's school? Yes. But I finished school. Why, why? Why? Because there is a power that is higher than a man's curse. Some of you, your personal mistakes you have made. I said, The mistakes you have made by becoming a ruler of 10. By being submitted to the authorities that are set over you, you shall escape your the consequences of your personal mistakes. Yes, yes, yes. I I I, I raise your right hand as a heavy weapon to crush every enemy 
to crush every expectation to crush every wickedness you watch it one of these days where you were not expected to be you shall be where they thought you would be because of your mistakes of your background of your weakness but the grace of god a crane will lift you out yes because god provides exits god provides escape routes tonight don't take your involvement in church work for granted don't 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 as you are here what you don't know is that we are surprising the enemy yes because sometimes they see our weaknesses you are into girls you are you are into boys there's no way you have a stable whatever but because of the exit plan I said it's, it's called the exit strategy the exit plan I see you taking the right exit I said I see you taking the right exit receive your exit tonight eh, I, 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 I speak against your weaknesses your mistakes things you did in ignorance words you spoke in ignorance that are about to fight you I raise a shield a shield of God's mercy as a servant of God it is not every weapon that is thrown by someone. Sometimes we ourselves throw weapons at our lives. But ladies and gentlemen, whether someone threw it or you are the one who threw it by your mistakes, no weapon. You didn't hear me. I said no weapon. You didn't hear me. I said no weapon fashioned against your life shall prosper. As you serve God, as you turn many to righteousness, as you help your pastor, as you serve God, weapons directed at you shall fail. You see a bullet coming towards you. Suddenly, it vanishes in the air. The next time you see that bullet, it is going back to sender. So it is going back to sender. May the word of God in your mouth be the mallet and the hammer that crashes into powder the purposes of family spirits family demons expectations of men wickedness of men may the word you preach may the word you share may the scriptures you use to follow up may the scriptures you use may the scriptures you use to win souls every Romans 3.23 every John 3.16 every Romans 6.23 may it unleash power to destroy you watch it the same way I am a surprise to myself you will also be a surprise to yourself a thousand shall fall at your side ten thousand at your right side but you keep watching it it shall not come nighty next week or so I'll, I'll teach you how David came to say those things yes you don't just get up and say such things you must be a shepherd boy to say what he said thank you Jesus yes the first reason why stars rule is that they are peddlers of the word of God and wherever the word of a king is there is power I'm not surprised at my age I have such power I'm not surprised when I was 18 I had power to talk to my pastor I'm not surprised that you too your age at this age I'm not surprised that you will have the power and the wisdom of God to add 20 years wisdom to your age at this time. 
if you believe it, clap your hands and celebrate the plan of God. The exit plan of God. The exit strategy of God. Shout unto Jesus. Where the word of a king is, you will find power. Somewhere around him will be power. He may not look powerful, but there will be some power around. I see some power lying around you. I said, I see some grenades and some and some and some explosives. Any devil that comes near your territory, the next noise will not be the shout of their triumph. But with the noise of a bomb exploding in their face, receive the prophecy. Father, we thank you. Yes. How grateful we are for the many beautiful things you do for us. We thank you. We are grateful. Shibados, Shebrima Azundi Malas, Sembrema Andus Kaba. You can lift your hands and pray a prayer. Say something to God and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Yes. Power! Wherever the word of a king is, there is power. You cannot use the word of a king and not have a powerful life. Whatever dominated your life in the past is over. Yes. You are receiving power and dominion over every devil over every weakness over every purpose over every plan receive it announcement announcement you will do well you didn't hear me I said announcement you will do well by reason of where you are standing you will do well there was a man in the bible there was a man in the bible called Onesimus he was a useless man a very useless man unprofitable not much but he stuck with Paul he stayed by his side till an unprofitable man became profitable both to Paul and to Philemon, your destiny is turning around and facing a brighter spot. Receive the outcome for your life. Don't joke with shine. It is a supernatural service. Wherever your life was headed for, unless it's a good place, but if it is a place directed by your mistakes, your foolishness, your family background, a witch in your, in your house, wherever your life is headed for, then you are not, a, then, uh, unless you are not a real member. But under this tabernacle, there is a turn around for your life. I saw something today. I saw something today. This girl must be around 35. Or to 40. No husband. And me, as I told I tell you, I, I don't believe 
there's any correct person. A man who is not married after 30 years, there's, there's a problem with you. There's something wrong with you somewhere. But there's an exception to every rule. This girl was walking around. Her junior sisters were having weddings, married, stable, children, grown up, walking around. Suddenly, look, she joined herself to a bishop. 70, 70, this, this, that. And that bishop too is is like a lion. (laughs) How she managed to stay around him, I'll ask her. Suddenly, sweetheart, can you believe it? Today, I went for a wedding. This girl, a bishop from South Africa, young, handsome man, has come to collect her. Your story, unless you don't want to stay around. I said, anything that is close to your distraction, even smells like your distraction, I banish it from your life. The girl has escaped. Anybody who has written you off, eh? I said, anybody who has written you off will be surprised to see the outcome of your beautiful life. Yes. What was your weakness yesterday shall break out and break through as your permanent strength. Receive it now. I feel sorry for anybody who has laughed at you. They will come and knock on your door. And when you open they will kneel down and say forgive us forgive us the force of your prosperity will cause your enemy to bow to his knees I want to encourage you remember where the word of a king is and I know you you're not a king but the word of a king in the mouth of the king is as powerful when you are in a village and somebody with a cloth tied around his neck with a gong gong comes to make an announcement that tomorrow 6 o'clock, Nana says that we are all waking up to clean the gutters if you are a man sleep and say that because the king himself didn't come Because the word of a king in the mouth of the king is as powerful as the word of that king in the mouth of his messenger. From today, may you be a messenger on a mission. I said, may you be a messenger, whether you are an engineer, a lawyer, a pharmacist, a driver, may you be a peddler of the word of God. Let it be in your mouth. Use it to preach. Use it to counsel. Use it to admonish. Use it to exhort. Use it to rebuke. Use it to correct. It shall be the beginning of power in your life. Clap your hands. Please close your eyes and let's close the service. You came tonight with your friend. You came alone. I beg you tonight I'm offering you the opportunity to improve your life. Every eye closed, every head bowed. 
want to say, Pastor, what a word. I want to receive Jesus tonight. Please don't talk too much. Just make the call. So I'm not, I won't talk too much. If you are here and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord for a turn around of your life, if you are here like that, lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes. Pastor, pray for me. Wherever you are. Pastor, I need Jesus. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. You came on your own. A friend brought you. I see your hand. Lift it up. I want to pray for you. One person, just one, it will be worth Jesus dying on the cross. Just one. I don't know who you are, but your hand is down. You see, when you get born again, you don't get born again for the pastor. It's your life. It's your life. It's the beginning of your rulership on earth. Lift your hand if you want to receive Jesus Christ tonight. And if your hand is up, please come to me in front here. Come. Let me pray for you. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Lift your two hands up and say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Close your eyes and pray. Say, Heavenly Father. The whole church should join. Heavenly Father. Tonight, I'm sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. But I've heard your word. In spite of my weaknesses, I'm heeding your word tonight to return to you. Please receive me. Please accept me. Please wash my sins. Please make me new. I thank you for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I'm born again. Please write my name in the book of life. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.